Hello, everybody. How you doing? And welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. I am your host, Ham Roche. And as always, I am thankful for you, my greatness tribe, for being here and being part of these conversations. Uh, throughout this month of April, um, no matter when you're listening to this, we are, we've been Throughout this month of May, <laughs> we have been having some conversations talking about systems and really sharing and talking about the importance or the real, the power of our systems and realizing that everything per se has a system. They have a certain system of how it functions. They have a certain system of how they do certain things, how certain operations happen, um, there's a certain system that works, but there's also a system that works within us. And we have created a system of how we think about ourselves, what we believe about ourselves. Um, you know, there's a certain system that we have created when it comes to how we function, why we function the way we do, why we do certain activities, why we live the way that we're living, why we have not achieved the things that we haven't wanting to be able to achieve. And what we've been leaning in is talking about this system of our thinking, this entry point is our thought process, how we think about ourselves. And the way that we think about ourselves also impacts how in the how we do things, the decisions that we make, the actions that we take, the 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 way that we live, the way that we function. And so throughout this month, we've been really having and diving into this conversation, and we've been having different lanes that we've been walking down. And Tonight, I wanted to be able to continue or end really this thought process of our, the, the concept of the system of our thinking so we can be able to step into the next phase of our system because we want to interrupt this system so that we can start living the type of life that we want to live. And so throughout this month, as we've been talking about it, really being honest, getting close to this time frame, there's a lot of different things that I have been dealing with and a lot of thoughts that have been running through my mind. And one of the thoughts or the things that has been going through my mind is specifically when it comes to this podcast, right? And for the people that know me, I, I'm trying always to figure out ways that I can be able to do what I do better, right? I'm, I'm trying to develop it. Um, so I might start listening to things that, that I feel like that pushes me or, um, you know, I, I do follow certain podcasters that inspire me, um, or I might read something or is various of different things. And so the other day I was listening to something and it, it, it's kind of set me back a little bit in reference to set me back in reference to, to for me to sit back and think about some things. And one of the things that started to push me to think about is that when we're talking about this system of our thought process of how we think about ourselves, one, realizing, understanding that this is going to take time. 
This is not a, this is not something that is going to change overnight. Being very honest, it might not even change in the 30 days. It's going to take some time. It's a process. And the reason why it's going to take time is because this thought process that we have created, this system of thinking that we have now created about ourselves has been something that has now been interwoven throughout our life. This is a thought that has been confirmed so many times throughout our journey. And now to be able to start trying to change it is going to be difficult. You know, for example, like a person that as that was a that might have been an addict of any shape or form. There is a reason why they were connected to that addiction. Looking from the outside, you can be able to say all oh, the reason why they are they did that is because they might have took some drugs for one time and they got hooked. Or, you know, it might be because they feel like you feel like whatever reason, you know, whatever excuses or things that you could create in your mind to say, this is why they are doing what they're doing, why they're addicted to what they're addicted to. But the reason, the base reason of why they are addicted to whatever they are addicted to is because that thing does something for them internally. It it temporarily feels a void that they think within their minds that they need. So it feels a void. It covers a hurt. It, 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 it satisfies a need that they think that they need for themselves. So then when you're going through the process of now helping that person or breaking out of that addiction, there are certain boundaries and things that you start to put in place, not for only the actions, but, but majority of it is also the thought you have to start. They have to start thinking differently about their addiction so that when they're, when that craving, when that thing that they used to be able to satisfy with that thing that they were addicted to, comes and and itches and looks for it to be filled a certain type of way their thought process now has changed or is changing so they now have to be able to function by this try to function by this new way of trying to think of how do i satisfy these needs that I, that my body, that my self-esteem, that my emotions is telling me that I need. And the way that they start to make these adjustments, again, it's, it's one of the pieces of the puzzle is what they think about this thing. Most importantly, what they think about themselves. And as I was thinking about these things, I thought about the same way is how we are when it comes to changing our thought process. There are certain things that we have done. We are doing, um, that is almost similar in, in a sense to an addict. We just don't look at it as addictions because of the way that we think 
about ourselves, there are certain actions, there are certain decisions that we have made when it comes to certain internal cravings that our body or emotions say that we need. And because of what we think about ourselves, we feel that these things are the only way that it can be satisfied. So when we start to now change the way we think about ourselves, when we now start to make these adjustments of how we think about ourselves, we then have to make this major adjustment in our thought process. We have to start making the adjustment of how do I take care of the need in a different way? How do I take care of this emotional thing that I have within myself? I'm going to show you how it all turns or ties in together. But how do I take care of that within me a different way? For example, um, there were moments where I would get emotionally, I would feel very, I would get in my emotions. I would get low in my depression time or just be stressed out or be sad or angry, whatever that might be. And in that moment of time, my thought process of how I would satisfy that need in me was to eat. So I would go in overindulge because I felt like eating would take care of that thing within me so that I could be okay. So what ends up happening is now I have taught myself, I have created in my system of thinking that when this thing happens, this is how you respond, or this is how you feel it. This is how you satisfy Hiram is by eating snacks, eating over food, like just eating for no apparent reason, just overly indulging. This is how you get to that place. This is what you do. But I'm realizing that a lot of those things boil down to the system of my thinking, the system of what I've thought about myself. And so now it's become this struggle because now what I'm doing, we are doing together is we are interrupting the system. We're interrupting how we think about us, but in interrupting that, we also are interrupting what we think satisfies us, what we think we need to fill those voids, what we think we need to do, who we think we need to do it for, to be able to make us feel a certain type of way. We're interrupting all of those systems when we're interrupting the system of thinking about ourselves.
but that becomes difficult. And the reason I believe it becomes difficult is because again, this is a system of thought process that we have had for however long you've had it. You've, you've now made this a part of who you are. This is a part of your behavior. Some people, there is, theirs is not food. Some's is sex. Some is shopping. Some is blank, whatever you want to put in that hole. There's a, I can go down a list of, of things that we have, that we have done out of behavior that goes all the way back to how we think about ourselves. So the thing is, while we are looking at all of this and with, I'm thinking about all of this, I start to think about that this is, this is difficult. You know how difficult it is for an addict to be able to break their addiction? It's difficult. It's more so difficult when you are trying to do it by yourself. When you are trying to go into this new thought of who you are and these new thoughts of what you need. And when you're going into this new journey of your life and you're going through this thing by yourself, it becomes, it can become difficult. So the questions that I started to ask myself is who do you voice this to? Who do you have these dialogues with? Who, what do you do when Hiram, you want to go get the snacks because now something has happened and it has, it has scratched that, that place where you're now in you and your feelings. What do you do now? There's, there's, there's a moment, there's a moment right before we make the action, right? Right before you say the word, right before you do the thing, right before there's a moment that we have, there's a space that we have that, that now in this moment of trying to change our system, that we have an option. Option A, option B, which one are you going to choose? Are you going to choose to do how you've been doing it before or this new system that you're trying out? Like there's a moment in that moment. There's a, there's a, there's a moment where you can do option A or option B. Option A is we can keep doing it the way we've been doing it. And we know that that works for our system. Or we can try this new thing that you're not really for sure of yet which is option B. You don't know if that's going to satisfy you or not. You don't know if this is going to change this or not. You don't know if this is going to still make you feel the way you felt before. You don't know what this is going to do, which we have a moment when we have the option to be able to choose. And trying to always choose option B <laughs> sometimes is difficult. Because my system says we don't, we're not familiar with that. We're, we're not familiar with that. Have you ever tried to go on a site? Um, might be on your computer, depending on if you have something, some form of security stuff on your phone. It might even be on your phone where when you go to this site, 
there's an there's an alert that comes up on the page. It's not the actual website's page. It's a, it's a in between. We know what you typed in in the in the URL. We we know what you put in there, but but in between you making this decision to go to this site, there's a there's an alert that comes up, right? And the alert says this place might not be safe. So then you have to make the choice to click on the button to say that this is safe or not. That's the same thing that happens with us internally. When we are saying that we are going to make a decision to make this new change in our lives, we are making this new thought process in our lives. There's an alert that comes up and says, wait a minute, is this safe? Now, let me explain how this feels because I can tell you how it feels to me. It sucks. <laughs> it doesn't feel good all the time. When I want to make the new change and I'm trying to do something different, it's been such a struggle. It's been a struggle because my emotions say we don't do it that way. What are you doing? That's not how you satisfy us. My my internal sometimes the uh, insecurities in inside of me as a man says, why are you putting me out there like this? Why, why are you doing that? We don't do that. We stay secure. We stay private. We stay, we stay in the hidden. Why are you exposing me this way? And what I'm realizing is the thought that I'm going after, the thought that we are going after, the system that we are changing is important because as difficult as this is, I understand that the system that I'm changing out of is helping me, is making the adjustments, it's pushing me, it's stretching me, it's pulling me for where I'm going. One of the things that when I think about the po this podcast specifically, uh, there was a there was a podcaster that I listened to, and he made a statement. And the statement that he made was, he said, he said, some people they have strategies. They have a certain strategy, um, and for being successful in podcasting, you know, even when it comes to business, any form of business, there's a strategy, and majority of the time, that strategy can be taught. Right. It can be taught for other businesses and other podcasts that do what you do. And I, I follow a, a specific podcaster where he has created he, he has recognized the strategy of how he has become successful as a podcaster. And he sells it. He, he sells the teachings. He teaches people and all of those things. Right. So he has a strategy. He said, but the problem is. Yes, you can have a strategy and yes, being very honest, you might even succeed. But the question is not, do you have a strategy? The question is, do you have a blueprint? Do you have a blueprint of how your specific podcast is supposed to function? Like, what does that blueprint look like for you? And so for me, one of the blueprints or the blueprint that I have had, that I've had, or I have um, just in the development of going through these podcasts and this, these seasons of my life, right, 
is I've realized that this podcast is designed based upon the storyline of the children of Israel coming out of bondage, walking and going into the promised land. And what I realized watching their journey is before they were delivered, before they were set free from their bondage, there was a certain system of thought that they had, right? There was a certain system that they had created or was in some sense created for them. This is what they thought for years about themselves. Now they are delivered. They are walking through a season or walking through the wilderness, as the scripture says, right? They're walking through this journey, a, a season of where it's your in-between. I'm no longer in this thought process, but I have not arrived to where I want to be yet, right? I, my, my life is in this in-between. I'm no longer in this space, but I have not arrived to the goal. It's that in-between space. We all have been in that in-between space. And what I realize is while they're going through this in-between space, there are so many different things that are happening throughout um, that is hitting different points of their lives, that different points of their internally, right? But one of the main things that I see consistently is their struggle of their thought process, this system of thinking that they have that they have had. They they you know like we say in our terminology and day is like, you know, you can take the person out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the person. It's because it's not because that in some sense, that person don't want to change that. No, it's, it's really what it is, is there is a certain thought process that being raised this way or being in these environments has created for you. Right. But now moving you from there to to over in this new lane, in this new life, in this new world, you have a, you're trying to change your thought process. But there are certain things that happen even throughout their journey of the children of Israel. There are certain things that happened that revealed where their thought was. So there was a moment where the scripture says that Moses is going up to the mountaintop. All of this, I promise you, is going to make sense. Moses is going to the mountaintop. He's going up to speak with God. We know because we read the scriptures that he's going to get the commandments of God to be able to bring down to the people of how they are supposed to function, live, doing all those things. The, 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 the dynamic of this is while he's up in the mountain, they are still on the ground. And he's been up there for a while. And what I'm what my my thought goes into is they're out in the wilderness waiting for someone to tell them what to do next. Because in their thought process, this is how it goes. Someone needs to tell me what I do next because that's how we were. That's the thought we carried when we was in Egypt, when we was in bondage. There was instructions. There was things that was happening. We we didn't stay still for a long period of time. 
We weren't without instructions for a long period of time. So their thoughts is now going and going. And you see this struggle happening in the midst of these people to the point where the Bible says that then they go to a man by the name of Aaron, who is a priest, and they say to this man, Aaron, listen, we need to worship something. There's a, there's a there's an emptiness within us. There's a, there's something that we need to be able to feel. There's there's this thing our emotions right now is is telling us something. It's like internally something is speaking to us, and we know how to satisfy this based upon the thought process that we've had before. So the way that we have satisfied it in the past is to create an idol to worship these type of gods. And so that's exactly what their action was. They went into action of creating this God and worshiping and doing all the things that they did, but it boiled down to their thought process. So it does not allude to say, scripture doesn't show us that everybody was involved. You just know that there was a group of individuals that had a whole party because they did it the way that they were used to doing it when they had the specific feel within them. And in that moment, after all is said and done, and after everything has happened, you have Moses in the same moment now coming down from the mountaintop with the commandments in hand. And he says, you gotta make a decision. Either you're going to serve God or you're not. He states it in this way. This is how scripture says it. Who's on the Lord's side? And they had to make a decision. Why? The decision at that moment came because the reality is you still have the same system working in your mind, in your thoughts. And that action revealed it. So they had a struggle right there in that moment. They had a they had a moment where their where their thought process was still being challenged after being in the wilderness for years. They were still struggling with this thought process, the system that had been created while they were still in bondage. And so I said all that to say this, just like them, we have a system that we have had. There's a thought process that we have created that that life around us, environments, people, situations, whatever that is, has created a system of how you think about you. And the thing that has revealed what you think, the thing that comes to show you where you're at is, again, is your decisions and your actions that we do. And there's life points that come to be able to confront that system. And just like that addicted person, you're going to have a choice. Are you going to go and do it the way you've been doing it? Or are you going to go with this new system? There's different systems that has been trying to be created. You are trying to change the old system, the old thought process about how you see you. But life is going to come. Moments are going to happen 
that are going to tug on the internal parts of you, the emotions that you have, the, the, the insecurities that you have, the, the self-doubts that you have. All is going to, things are going to come to poke at them because what is happening is the system is saying we have to protect the way we've been thinking. And some people, they can't make the decision to be able to say, I want option B. I want to train, I want to do this new system. And that's a part of this journey. This is a part of my blueprint. I look at this journey and I say, okay, this is where we are in the journey. Right now we are dealing with our thought process, our system of thinking, because our system of thinking has to be adjusted here in this middle place, because how we think, about ourselves and how we think about what we can accomplish and how we think about certain things of our lives is going to affect the journey ahead. So throughout this month, we've talked about so many things and throughout this month, I've, I've saw how I have struggled with changing this system. I have made phone calls throughout this month because of the system, the old system that I've had, where I felt like I need to do this because of this feeling. <laughs> I need to talk about this because of this feeling. Okay, let me ask you this. Uh, this is just an insert in the conversation, you know, as we're talking. Have you ever had a conversation and it might've been like, cause now we're changing our systems. Have you ever had a conversation and in the conversation you're, you're talking about it. You might've even started the conversation and then you think about, why am I even talking about this? I felt like that several times throughout this month. But I realized the reason why I felt that way is because my new system is saying, that's not, you don't need that no more. That don't, that don't do that like that. That don't satisfy you there no more. There's, there's something new that you've realized that can satisfy those needs, those situations, those things within you where you don't have to do that any longer. But because I have created, there was a system that I of thought of action, decisions, and routine that I have made. It just felt like I still had to do these things. But I don't even feel comfortable doing it. I don't even feel comfortable having these con certain conversations. I don't feel comfortable doing these certain actions. Like it makes me feel a certain type of way because why my thought process. Now this system is changing. It's, 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 it's being adjusted. It's changing and, and there's conflict that's happening with this change. So we get to the end of this and this journey and 
we see, wow, this is why my system is changing. This is how my system is changing. I don't know about you. You might not be a person that does this in reference to that keeps a journal or documents some form of way of how you think, how you process. But it's like there's you have to have certain type of ways of where you can be able to track how your system is changing. So I'm going to ask you this question, these questions that I want you to take the time to track for yourself. I want you to be thinking about this. Even if you're driving in your car on your way home and you might all almost be home, I want this to be a thought process. When you feel anxious, what have you done in the past that satisfied that need? that brought peace or calm that calmed you down. Um, when you feel emotional, angry, sad, frustrated, what normally was your response? And when you think about those things, I want you to also think about what was the outcome of those response? Was the outcome actually positive? Was it beneficial for you? I'm not talking about what it's doing for others. I'm saying for you, was it actually beneficial for you? And if it wasn't, then this new system of thought that you are creating and walking down, what would you do next? What would you do differently? How can you satisfy the craving that those feelings, those situations create? How do you satisfy that without doing something that affects you negatively? Now, again, th this is not talking about what other people are doing to you that affects you negatively. No, this is what system of thinking that you have created that has made the decisions and actions that you do, that those actions and decisions that you have made affect you negatively. And based upon those actions, what is another thing that you could do that would affect you positively. Now, let me define what I'm talking about in this statement. Does those actions help you to get to your goal? And if they don't, what actions would you replace it with for it to help you get there? That's a new system of thought. I don't just want to think about your just you as an individual. I want to also think about the things that help shape who you are. Your thought process is a part of that. Yes. How you deal with things emotionally is also a part. There's some things that I have done, you know, even just these past week that I'm like, dude, why did you do that? But a lot of this has been because I'm, I'm being very honest with you. 
trying to change the system of thinking about myself has been such so stressful on top of all the other things that I'm dealing with. And at times I could feel like, and I just wait, <laughs> like I just wait until I get to a point in my life where everything else is kind of like, I got a routine with everything else. But it's like, at this moment, it's like, no, I can't. Where I'm at right now, if I don't change my system, I can see how it does not benefit me in my future. If I don't change this system of how I think about myself, I can see how that's going to affect me in my future. I can see it literally. I can, I can literally see how it affects me. And it's the same for you. How this new system of thinking is a, is a conflict, a struggle. Your old system is trying to survive and your new system is trying to be created and built. And they're fighting and warring against each other, but no one on the external knows that you are battling in your thoughts. No one externally knows why you are responding emotionally the way you are. No one externally knows what this struggle or conflict internally looks like for you. Except you. But you have to go through this journey. Because what you see in front of you for your journey, for where you want to go, what you want to do, who you want to become, the relationships you want to have, we can go down the line of things. It starts with your thought process. You got to change it. We have to change our thinking because if we don't change our thinking, then we can walk into new rooms with an old thought process thinking that this old thought process, this old system of thinking is going to work in these new rooms and we don't make it. We don't succeed. We plateau because where you're trying to walk into the life that you are wanting to live it comes with a new thought process. And I'm not even saying, hey, man, you're trying to do something major. I'm saying you're in the same relationship. You're in the same position at your job. You are a great father. You are serving in, 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 a, in a specific area, in probably in your church or wherever you are. I'm saying you're, you're still at the same space, but you're happy. You're still in the same space, but you start to feel peace. You are still in the same spaces, but you feel comfortable with you. That comes from changing your thought process. That comes from dealing with this system. I love you all. And as always, Thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of these conversations. And I want to hear from you. 
how is this conversation, how is you changing your thoughts, dealing with this system, how has that been impacting your life? I want to hear from you so I can know. All right. I love you all. And I'll talk to you later right here on the Focus on Greatness podcast. Bye-bye.